I'm Allison Hayslip. Andrew W.K. Robert Vendetti. Daniel Thomas May. And you're listening to Unrendered. Welcome to Unrendered. I'm your host, Michael Archeris. I'm Cameron Riddle. Our guest today is most notably known for her role as Natoth in Babylon 5, as well as being a musician, author, and producer. Most recently, she's putting together the Evolution Expo in Oakland this year. Julie Caitlin Brown, welcome to Unrendered. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, we're glad you could join us. Now, of course, with our guests, we always have to ask, what is something that you're nerding out about at the moment, something that you're just really into? Well, for me, because I'm talking to all of these planetary scientists for the event, I am so nerding out about what else is going on on Mars. How do we get a human being to Mars? It's been my focus for the last three years as we've been putting together this event. And I went to a planetarium in L.A. called Griffith Park Observatory. And I got to tell you, they started their presentation and I just started crying. I mean, I... I just looked at those stars, and I was so overwhelmed by what we as humans have been able to accomplish, what we've figured out so far. It only leads me to believe that there's got to be more out there. I I mean, it just blew my mind. I completely agree with you, because it's one of those things, like, where we come so far as far as what we are able to do, what we're able to find in outer space, uh, it's just like, what are the possibilities? There's There, there, there can't endless. be any limitations. Yes. Like, what possibly could be out there? Uh, that's really... Exactly. It's really exciting. It really is. Now, let me ask you this. Do you believe that there may be intelligent life outside of this planet? I do not think you can look at a presentation like I saw uh, in that planetarium and understand our path that we've taken from thinking that the earth was the center of the universe, you know, the center of everything to what we've discovered about all of the universe out there. Just that we, the images we've gotten from Hubble and other, uh, you know, space exploration, how can we not believe there's got to be other life? The SETI Institute, which is, you know, the search for the extraterrestrial intelligence, Honestly, a lot of people think it's a little crazy, but it's only crazy as it was to think that the earth was flat. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, but when you really look at it in a broad spectrum from what we thought back when we first started contemplating the stars and our existence to where we've come today, nothing is impossible. Exactly. And so I'm not ruling anything out. Absolutely not. Especially as how much is actually out there. Just thinking of the massive scale that the universe is actually in. First off, it's hard to process. And secondly, there's no way that there's not any other type of any kind of life out there. So Yeah, exactly. Now, what what inspired you to put the expo together? Well, my 31-year-old son, who at the time was 28, this started three years ago, He came to me and he said, you know, Mom, I've been going to conventions with you since you started your company in 1997, and where uh, I'm a booking agent for uh, my fellow actors to go to conventions. And he said, you know, I I see this very diverse population, um, a very well-educated population, uh, a very curious population. And I see there's Comic-Cons and there's autograph shows and there's for-profit, there's not-for-profit, there's 
private companies like Creation, where it's a you know smaller amount of people, but it's a more intensive weekend. He said, have you ever thought of doing this yourself? And I said, are you crazy? Hell no. <laughs> and he laughed at me and he said, why? And I said, my hat is off to every single one of these promoters, these young guys, Adam Malin and Gary Berman having a dream and as a teenager, you know, being inspired by Gene Roddenberry and then deciding that they were going to put something on. The days of grabbing your friend and renting a hall and inviting people is over. It's a big business now. And you have a market share that you're competing with. Um, a lot of businessmen have come into this market now. It's very different. I mean, when you do a show, there's a show uh, that recently they had 80,000 people their first time out. Wow. Holy crap. That's telling me that there's critical mass. Yeah. That this has reached into the John Q. Public lexicon, and they want to go to a convention. So I said, no, I don't, I don't really understand why I would do this. I'm, I'm doing very well with my booking agency and all that. And he goes, hmm, well, could you think of a reason that you would want to do it? Is there something you could do differently? Is there um, maybe a pause? And I went away and I thought about it. And I said, well, my first taste of sci-fi was sneaking down to watch Star Trek. because My mother thought it was too scary for me. <laughs> and reading her books. My mother is, a, is an English teacher. And she had Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451. And she had Asimov's iRobot. And I read it. And I had been a big fan of um, The Wizard of Oz and The Cowardly Lion and this kind of fantastic, taking you out of your world and into a fantastic place. I really thought that was cool growing up. Yeah. But when I read good science fiction, I remember thinking, that's what we're doing as human beings, trying to figure everything out trying to understand ourselves and the world around us. And so I thought, wouldn't it be great if I could, with Dustin, uplift and inspire kids to studying math and science again? From a place of joy, not drudgery, like, oh, God, you know, but really understanding the limitless possibility. Science is all around us. Math is all around us. But we've gotten so driven by testing in our schools We've kind of squished all the juice out of it. Oh, you're you know, completely right. There's great teachers right. out there, you know? There yeah, are great yeah. teachers out there, but they're, they're hamstrung by bad budgets, you know? So I thought, as a private company, what if we were able to add a component of education and become more like an expo? And I came up with putting the science back into science fiction. I love and that my idea. Son, right? Yeah. Thank you. And my son came to me and he said, Mom, there's a new designation in California called a B Corporation where we must give back to the community in which we serve. So it's for profit with philanthropy as a line item, not an afterthought. I, I think this is great because when you go to conventions, obviously there is a lot of um, – a lot of stuff that are for fans and things like that, but there's not a lot of, I would say, educational experiences with conventions, especially with expos. There, there may be uh, an occasional thing where you learn about what's going to be coming out the next year, but nothing that really, I would say, tests the knowledge of, uh, of the youth as well as trying to get them involved in more science-related right. stuff. And I think this is great. I think it's a great idea. Um, and especially for someone I really enjoy uh, – exploration and space and just the thought of that. And this is great. I would say not only just for, you mentioned that you wanted really to focus towards 
the kids, but I think this is a great idea for adults as well to interact with this. We're going to have a hard science room. So basically the way the program works is we're running several events concurrently. And the way that's set up is we have an elite package where it's more like a traditional convention, Um, a little more, you know, bells and whistles. You're more involved with the celebrities um, you have little, you know, benefits and you, you pre-bought your time and your space in the convention. Then you've got the John Q public lower entry cost is $50 for the whole weekend. The kids are 25 bucks. Kids under seven are free with a paid adult. So there's a lot of range here economically for people to participate the way they want to. But inside that entire convention is Evo kids and Evo kids are specifically designed with a NASA STEM education specialist from NASA Ames, who is working with me to create, uh, we have a panel session for them, and then we, I came up with something called the Think Tank and the Brainstorm Room. So in the Think Tank, after they listen to the presentation, they go in with a piece of paper and a pencil, and they write down what they think the answer to those problems are to get a person to space, into space, to Mars. And we really thought about how do we make this engaging, entertaining, and we're looking for good ideas. But they can be science or they can be science fiction. We're not limiting their thought process because today's science fiction is tomorrow's science. God, I love that. I love that idea. That is amazing. So we're going to have fun with that. Then we've got a hard science room of 180-seat room where our planetary scientists who are off to Antarctica – to replicate the conditions of Mars. Dr. Chris McKay, Dr. Pascal Lee, uh, Blaze Sanders from John Hopkins, who's going after the Google X Prize. Um, all of these scientists are going to come in and do a hard science presentation too. So the adults can come in and rock and roll and hear about the cutting edge technology, things that are going on in the space program, things that are going on in all different fields. But our theme this year is space and women in science. And next year it will be in the environment. And the year after that it will be earth sciences, geology, archaeology. Um, We'll be looking at asteroids, meteorites. We'll be looking at um, what's going on on our planet, but also how can we learn from burned out planets? You know, what happened up there? And what can we learn from it? Um, Eventually we'll have one on the medical sciences. So each year we'll have a different theme, but all relative to science fiction and space exploration. That's great. Now, with this expo, of course, it's in Oakland. Um, have you thought about moving it around the country and giving um, giving more exposure to this? Maybe some people can't make it out to California. Um, well, or- it's a big undertaking to put any event on. As I said earlier, I, yeah. have, I have great great respect for people who have been able to do multiple events in, in multiple cities. And I, I think that you've got to get the model right first. And mm-hmm. so what we're doing is Evolution Expo is making an annual commitment to Oakland. Um, we're not going to grow it and take it. We're going to grow it and we're going to cap it uh, with the idea, and that's why we're applying. We've been invited to apply for NASA, uh, NASA official STEM outreach status. Wow. The idea is to potentially replicate this throughout the country. This is not to take the place of Comic-Con or the place of you know, private conventions or any of the wonderful things that are going on, this is an additional level of an event with an agenda towards benefiting the community in which we serve. So if we decided to go to every major city in each, or a major city in each state, 
the whole idea would be to uplift and inspire those children in that area and work with their school district to start an after-school program called the Think Tank Kids. But yeah, that's the agenda. We need to get this one under our belt, and we need to make sure that we've got things right. I, I was just gun ho. I'm really excited about this, yeah. actually. <laughs> so that's why. I will say, I really do think you guys have something really awesome here. And I thank you. I really would love to see this thing get huge because it it definitely the potential is definitely. There. I agree. And not only do you have you. you said scientists joining in, you have these all these activities, but you also have some celebrity guests as well. Is that correct? Well, we're very blessed. Um, these are a lot of these actors love the idea. They came to me and said, Julie, if you're going to do this, not only do we know we'll be treated well, these are my clients. They said, we'd like to help you. And they came in on a strategic level, which means that they, they saw what we're trying to do for kids and for charities. And they have been very helpful to me in, in getting the doors open. So Amanda Tapping, Katie Sackoff, John Reese Davies, Jason Momoa, Tom Skerritt, Veronica Cartwright, Kevin Sorbo, Garrett Wang, and Ooh. our keynote speaker, who is a neuroscientist and an actor, Maya Biela from The Big Bang Theory. Oh, that's great. Um, we have one more actor to announce, and we're also, like I said, we're doing a rock concert on Friday night. Fox Beard is opening for a major national act, and we have Space Age Karaoke on Saturday night where you can dress up as your favorite alien and come sing space song. Um, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. man. I'm, that, I'm, I'm real excited about that. That is great. This is, I can't, I just, who would have thought that something like this, this is great. I just really, I really I just, this. it's just hard to believe that something like this hasn't existed yet. Yeah. Like, it's a great idea. It's such a great idea. Well, thank you. I think it's, a, I, I think the issue is, when this market was growing and it was coming from a cottage industry to more of a professional industry, if you're going to look at it from a businessman standpoint, this really isn't the way to go. As far as if you're going to do one of these being a New York comic con or San Diego comic con style event is the bigger profit margin. Why low entry, higher volume, less overhead, less staffing. Um, you, can take the space and literally fill it to capacity and it, it's not the it's not the same uh risk factor i mean there's still risk there's always risk right but you're you're working off of a model that is tested in the market so every major city in america wants to have a san diego comic-con my god of course they do so if you've got the money behind you if you're a businessman and you've made your money i've got one buyer who's a um, he does billboards, he does printing and he owns orange groves. So he's got all the financial wherewithal to put these things on. That's fantastic. It, they wouldn't look at what I'm doing and say, well, you know, that makes sense to us on a bottom line scenario, but that's because I'm doing this as a strategic partnership with Chabot Space and Science Center. Visit Oakland is putting their weight behind us. It. It's about taking partners across uh, the board here and everybody taking a little bit less to make a long-term commitment. I really, I, I, I see what you're saying. It sounds like a lot of hard work and like you said, commitment has been put into this. Uh, that's something that's definitely daunting for a lot of people. I'm glad that uh, you decided to take up 
this this role and try to put this expo together and it sounds very successful sounds like it's going well um and when when will this expo be this year well it's june 27 through 29 tickets are on sale now at evolutionexpo.net you can like us on facebook evolution expo 2020 uh, 2014 you can tell i've been doing interviews and uh <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Evo Expo 2014. But uh, we're going to do this annually in Oakland. We've made a commitment to them. We're going to, you know, really develop it in that market. And then if we want to grow, we'll do another event in another city. Um, we believe that you have to support your community, not just take out of it. And uh, I know a lot of great conventions do see that aspect of it, but uh, we're very committed to Oakland. I was going to ask you, like, if there has ever been a moment in your career where you've just been like, wow, I can't believe I get to do this. But it sounds like if if I was in your shoes, I'd say this would probably be it because this is one of those things. It's just like, wow, this is one of those, like, I can't believe I'm doing this. It's fantastic. So, well, I I have to tell you, there when I when I got on Star Trek the first time when I did Deep Space Nine, that was a pinch me moment. Broadway (laughs) was probably a pinch me moment when I was a lead in a Broadway musical for Tommy Tune. Getting on the set of Deep Space Nine was a a pinch me moment, Um, and then I would say with this, it is firing me on all cylinders. I I have to be available every minute. Um, we have an enormous team. Uh, Herb McCullough from Starbase Atlanta is our, um, merchandise, uh, director of merchandising and dealers. Michelle Moreland, who runs the special Olympics volunteers for Atlanta is our director of volunteers. Uh, Randy Mamiaro is our director of science. He re- reports to the undersecretary of defense at the Pentagon. Uh, George Kovic, who ran BentCon and MadCon is our director of operations. Dustin Brown is our president. Um, he's a financial consultant in uh, San Francisco. Iona Campbell is our director of operations for the company. Um, Veronica Lobo is our director of charitable giving. I mean, the list goes on and on yeah. of the amazing people that you pull together out of your life and say, come on this ride with me. And I'm, I'm blessed every single day when I think about the phenomenal people who are getting involved. Duggery Grant, um, Juliet Terznev. Uh, yeah. you know, Amanda Kimmerly, I mean, Sarah Carter, Brianna Pickens, Lamar Engel. I mean, I can just, the names of people that have said, we're going to do this. Tony Levitt of NASA Ames, uh, outreach, Dr. Pascal Lee, Chris McKay, Blaze Sanders, Celeste Yarnell, who herself is a scientist and an actress. I yeah. Mean, just crazy, man. You know, and, and if we all come together and I believe this is our agenda, this is our message to everyone. If you come together as a private company to make money, take everybody with you. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Uplift everybody with you. Henry Ford said it really well. Someone asked him once, they said, why do you treat your workers so well? Why do you pay them what you're paying them? He said, I want them to be able to afford to buy my cars. <laughs> That's God. He was building you're- a market share. You have the business model down. You have that. You have it perfected. It sounds like. Uh, I got a question about the whole the NASA thing. That seems that's so fascinating. How has it been just being in contact with NASA? Like, did you well, ever we're imagine? very very split. Well, us Babylon Fivers are like you know their mascot or something. I mean, Kleba, <laughs> who used to babysit all the astronauts because she had to know where they were at any given moment for launch. Louise is one of our team, and uh, you know. The, 
I am always so amazed when I travel and, and I hear stories from scientists saying, you know, they're like 35 and they'll say, 20 years ago I was 15 and I was watching Babylon 5 and it made me want to go to space. <laughs> this is what we want these youngsters to hear. We influence and inspire each other. I mean, I'm just, uh, Joe Edwards took me on a personal tour with my son and my boyfriend of the Air and Space Museum in Washington, D.C. That's going to be one of our auction items to take a personal tour with an astronaut. He knows every piece of equipment in that Air and Space Museum. Wow. Every plane. It's amazing. It's encyclopedic. It's amazing. I mean, we've got so many fun things that we're going to do at our charity gala on Saturday night. Uh, 100% of that's going to charity. So 100% of the ticket is all of it's going to the, the five actors of the elite package of getting a percentage, Maya B. Alex getting some money towards her charity, and then a chunk of it's going to um, Chabot Space and Science Center. I mean, it, I'm, I'm constantly amazed. It, yeah, at, I mean, at, at what people are coming forward with. It's left me speechless for sure. That's, uh, it's, wow. It's, it sounds like a lot. Like we said before, uh, it sounds like a lot of work, a lot of thought has gone into this. Glad to see it's going on. Um, of course, I do want to ask you a question, switching gears real fast, um, sure. about Babylon 5. Of course, a lot of people know you from Babylon 5. This is probably the most yep. cliche question I could possibly ask you. I, I racked my brain for the most cliche <laughs> question. What has been the most memorable experience on that set? Well, you know I got the job, right? Yes, you got someone left. Uh, someone left the spot. Uh, the what was it, the casting director ended up calling you randomly? Is that what right. it was? No, 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 no. I had auditioned for the role of uh, Dylan. Okay. And then I auditioned for the role of Ivanova, and Mary Jo Slater remembered me. And we, I, ever since I came out from Broadway, she had been calling me up, and and I'd been auditioning for her for about like a year, I guess. And um, I had just finished doing Star Trek: The Next Generation. Uh, and I get a call at home and she said, I've got a job for you. I said, no, you mean an audition. She goes, no, I have a job. So I went out to the set and you could cut the tension with the knife. Something <laughs> bad had happened and I didn't know what. And, uh, they take me into the makeup room and they said, would you do a makeup test? And I said, okay. So they put this full face mask on me, not <laughs> even the head cow, just the full face mask, no lenses. And they were like, can you do it? Can you do it? I said, uh, give me a second. And I went out in the hallway and I said, all right, you know, this is really intense, but yeah, yeah, I think I can do this. So they took me into Joe's office, Joe Straczynski, and he sat me down and he said, here's the deal. The actress who was going to play this character just ripped the makeup off her face at five in the morning and we're shooting the episode. You come to work tomorrow. <laughs> if we like it, you got four more episodes. If we like that, you've got the series. I said, what now? <laughs> huh? and they said he goes here's the series bible here's the last two scripts here's the video go home come back at 10 in the morning that's how i got the job and walking on that set three and a half hour makeup job uh nobody knew what i looked like for two weeks <laughs> um it was hilarious because i got there at four in the morning and i left at seven thirty after they got my makeup off and everybody's yeah. gone because we worked seven to seven but I would have to say walking into that set with the caliber of actors around me, Andreas Katsoulis, et cetera, Peter Jurific, um, it was really phenomenal. It was a very well-written part. And I think the most memorable idea for me, the most memorable thing I ever did is you will know pain, you will know fear, and then you will die. 
And in that moment, Andreas and I went, oh, we're going to be able to work together. This is good. <laughs> That's great. You know, yeah. Now, um, really of course, fun. we talked a lot about the uh, Evolution Expo. Is there anything else that you would like to plug at this time? The, any work that you're working on besides that? You know, uh, honest to God, this is consuming every waking moment. Um, I am very excited about working with my oldest son, Dustin Brown. I, I think that uh, all of this is sort of the culmination of I think this is what you look for when you're, I'm 53, and, and you start saying, well, what's next? What's the next challenge? Um, I'm excited to be working with the director of science for the Oakland School District and learning myself how we can do more as a society for our kids. So it's the next frontier for me. I'm stepping into some big shoes of, you know, trying to, to this is a, you know, there's going to be over 200 people involved yeah. in this event, running it. There has to be. And, uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to get to meet some really interesting people and, and learn more about what's going on in our um, math and science and space program. And that, that's exciting. It really is. I'm not writing right now. I'm not singing right now. I'm literally running Illumina Productions, the booking agency, and doing this. Hey, that's all you need. That's yeah. all you need. That's all I need. Absolutely. Now, how can people keep up with you on the internet? You have like a Twitter, Twitter Facebook, Facebook fan page oh, yeah. or anything? I actually joined Twitter. I, I, I said I wouldn't do it. I'm Julie Caitlin B, at Julie Caitlin B, C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Okay. You can follow me on Twitter. Um, you can come to me on Facebook, Julie Caitlin Brown. But for the event, it's uh, at Evo Expo 2014 for Twitter. And Facebook is Evolution Expo 2014. Come cool. like us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. There's volunteering you can do. Um so we're really excited about making this uh, not just a family affair, but also a community affair. And uh, we've got people coming from seven countries already. Man. It's, it's exciting. We, uh, we're excited for you as well. Now, thank you thank so you. much for taking a part of this pod, being a part of this podcast, Julie. Uh, we would love to have you back on in the future. Talk more about space, exploration, aliens, the uh, evolution expo, everything. So. I cannot wait. Thank you, gentlemen, for your time tonight and for supporting it. And we'll talk again soon. I'm Michael Artris. I'm Cameron Riddle. And this is Julie Caitlin Brown of Evolution Expo 2014. This podcast, Julie, uh, we would love to have you back on in the future. Talk more about space, exploration.